Hey friend, welcome to the Get Rooted in Health podcast. I'm Gabby Flater, a faith-led wife, mom of three, certified nutrition consultant, personal trainer, and passionate about changing lives. I know how frustrating it can be to navigate the health and wellness world. You want to be motivated to prioritize your well-being and wish you were more educated when it comes to cultivating a healthy home. Maybe you're a mom who's completely burnt out and needs a fresh perspective on life, or you're searching for a place to feel seen, heard, and encouraged in a godly manner. No matter if you're doing the dishes, getting your sweat on, or drinking reheated coffee while watching the kids play, there is always an opportunity for growth. If you are ready to finally take action about these desires and are ready to learn, grow, and transform your mind, then you are in the right place. It's time to establish deeper roots so you can enjoy a more fruitful and fulfilling harvest. Let's dig in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Get Rooted in Health podcast. My name is Gabby. Thank you so much for taking time to tune in this week. I am super excited about the topic that I am bringing to you guys. But first of all, I just want to give you guys a huge shout out and thank you so very much for all the love, all the listening, and um, if you've shared an episode, um, I saw that I hit my first 1,000 downloads a couple weeks ago, and that was really like, wow, I'm doing this, and you know, steady growth, and we'll just see where this podcast goes. I can't see, can't wait to see what comes next for this podcast and where God's going to take it and um, where he's leading me with this. So thank you so much. Obviously, I could not do this without you guys. So keep listening, keep sharing. Uh, It just means so much to me um, as I show up here and bring you guys, um, you know, this content. So also, if you do want specific topics, um, anything, uh, any questions or um, personal questions that I can keep anonymous, I'm happy to address those kinds of things on um, the show here. So feel free to email me at gabby.flater at getrootedinhealth.com. This info is always in the show notes, so you'll always see links to things that I talk about. Um, you know, all my info, all the platforms that you can follow me on. If you don't follow me on Instagram, um, that is one space that I hang out a lot on. Um, I like to provide as much free content and just life life living um, over on my Instagram, especially on my stories. Um, and those are at the top of your page. Um, and those are just little snippets throughout my day. I share something, um, whether that's motherhood related, gardening, um, health related fitness mindset like all the things I show up on there a lot um, so that you guys can always have um, a place to come for inspiration encouragement um, resources um, yeah and and just yeah that's where that's where I hang out so if you don't follow me um, I believe it's Gabby I should pull it up this is bad I don't know Gabby underscore Flater I want to say let's check it out here oh no Gabby dot oh, I changed it that's why Gabby dot get rooted in health and that's where you'll find me on Instagram so that's also in the show notes if you um, happen to peek at those um, on this episode so um, moving on from that I am excited today we are going to talk about inflammation and I feel like it's a hot word that's thrown around there um, you know kind of one of those trendy things, low inflammatory diet or anti-inflammatory oils or 
um, leading an anti-inflammatory life, uh, you know, just things like that I feel like are thrown around. And some people, I feel like it's not super uh, tangible. Like you don't really know what that means. And that's okay. Uh, I had to learn. I um, didn't know. And so that is why I did some digging and some research on just... um, you know, trying to keep it really basic so that you guys can understand it. So if you hear me turning pages, I have like five, six pages of notes here, uh, which is great. So some of it's going to get a little like, um, I guess we'll say sciency or just more detailed. So if it sounds like I'm reading things, it's just because I've jotted them down. And I don't want to forget and I want you guys to have these resources because this is what I did when, um, you know, researching and, and looking into things and um, writing it all down for you. So uh, you know, with inflammation, well, first of all, so we're going to talk about what is inflammation. Okay. So we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the causes, what causes inflammation. And we're going to talk about different types. We're going to talk about foods that can cause it. And we'll talk about foods that can be used against it. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, should you be using food or should you be using some sort of, you know, medicine or medication type, you know, thing that doctors like to put people on, um, you know, how to look for markers for that. How do you diagnose yourself with that? Like, how would you even know? Um, uh, yeah, we'll talk about, uh, ways to eat against that and other supplements and other just like, um, lifestyle ways to live to help reduce that. Um, but inflammation is something that is really prevalent in our world today and it is skyrocketing and is happening in so many people's bodies we all experience it and inflammation isn't bad because it actually needs to happen in our body for itself to heal um and we'll touch on that when we get into a little bit of like some of the description and the definition of what is inflammation um but you know i would really call it a pandemic of its own um because it is so uh, common to see because of the way that our world, you know, society is in, at least in North America here. Uh, you know, you look at people, you know, I would say overseas, like the Mediterranean, um, Italians, Greeks, all those people, um, they lead such a low inflammatory lifestyle and there would be stark contrast between us North Americans versus them because of the things that they don't even consume in their diet and the way that food is processed heavily processed here and honestly that is one of the leading causes is it's just our world is now designed to become so used to convenient and quick and I want it now, and, you know, we feed our emotions and all these things, um, and they contribute to so many health problems, and one of them being inflammation. Um, So it is an underlying cause of so many symptoms and illnesses, um, but most people, and even doctors, don't know how to address it. And if doctors do, it's mostly with like a Band-Aid, which just means that they're not actually dealing with the root cause. Um, So like I said, I I touched on inflammation. It's not a bad thing, but in acute situations only, meaning small, acute, small, okay? Um, 
And then there's going to be chronic, which is long-term inflammation. And that is the stuff that we will definitely touch heavily on today that we don't, we don't want to live in that state. Um, Okay, so let's start with what is inflammation? Um, So I just, I went right for like, okay, let's just get really, you know, basic and let's just look up a dictionary definition. Um, So inflammation is the process by which your body's blood cells and the things they protect, they make protect you from infection from outside invaders such as bacteria and viruses. So say you get a cut or a burn or um, yeah, whatever, whatever it might be, um, your body immediately sends blood cells to the site and you, f- you might see a little raised redness, you might feel a little heat. Um, that is all because of the inflammation. It's sending um, so um, some you know body fighters to come there and heal. <clears throat> so without that inflammation reaction, without that you know sending the blood cells there to start taking care of it, you know we wouldn't we wouldn't heal properly and, and take care of all those bacteria um, and and keep the viruses out and all of those things. So that is in an acute situation where you would definitely want your body to perform its natural um, function of you know, bringing a little inflammation to a site to to help it heal. Uh, so, you know, I wrote down that the immune system, it can be compromised and begin to trigger inflammation when there are no invaders to fight off. So these are, these are unfortunate circumstances and cases. And obviously I'm not a doctor and I can't diagnose those kinds of things. I don't know exactly what would cause someone's body to um, have that happen, but we are all different. And, um, you know, it's great that we can have experts in the field that can dig deeper, do tests, run panels. Um, but ultimately you want someone that's working with you. And if you are one that really wants to get to the root cause, which I always encourage someone to do rather than putting the bandaid on, then look for the root cause of why is your body doing this? Okay. So when you think of, um, that where your body's being triggered to be inflamed, but there's nothing to fight off, then, you know, think of something like arthritis, um, rheumatoid arthritis. That is something that is a consistent inflammation in the body um, that doesn't need to be there. Uh, So there's acute and there's chronic. So again, acute is short-lived inflammation. Chronic is long-term. So when you think of chronic, we're thinking of um, cancer, we're thinking of heart disease, diabetes, asthma, Alzheimer's. And so uh, inflammation is, is, can lead to these things. So when there's long-term hidden inflammation going on in the body, these types of chronic illnesses can result. Um, so, you know, that's, and that's scary. I mean, that's a lot of big, big names. I mean, these are things that are just rampant, cancer, heart disease, I mean, diabetes, all these things. Um, it can, it can, uh, yeah, just inflammation can just really wreak havoc on your health. Uh, and so, you know, chemicals, I have written down chemicals from your body's white blood cells enter your blood or tissues to protect your body from invaders. This in return raises blood flow to the area of injury or infection. So like I was saying, it brings the white blood cells in a natural, how your body's supposed to function, um, sends those little guys over to protect your body from those invaders 
Um, and again, you'll, you'll see the, the raised skin, you'll feel it be warm, tender, those kinds of things. And, um, you know, that, that is all normal. Uh, in terms of like arthritis and the chronic stuff, think swelling in the joints. These are things that you're not going to quite see, but um, over time you're going to feel it, okay? You're going to feel like achy joints. Some of them are going to hurt. You might not be able to extend or bend or lift your arm um, in 100% range of motion. Um, so think swelling in the joints. You lose cartilage, which is the cushioning at the end of the bones. Um, that's what happens in arthritis. And also, aside from it affecting our joints and our bones, um, it can infect and it can affect our internal organs. Um, like so, that would be um, our arterial. So it would it would affect the arteries. Um, so I have a few things written here that heart inflammation may cause shortness of breath or fluid buildup. Um, inflammation in the lungs can affect your breathing which makes sense. Uh, inflammation in your kidneys can cause high blood pressure. So the thing is with inflammation in the arteries and the organs, um, you're not necessarily going to feel pain. There's not really like pain triggers on your organs. Um, it's just something that ends up compounding over, over time. Um, so pain, again, isn't always felt, but it's still there. And when that inflammation is hanging around for long periods of time, it's going to cause a lot of damage in the body. Uh, and with anything that, you know, you're experiencing health-wise, just know that it didn't happen overnight. So therefore, you can't expect to fix it overnight, meaning like it's not going to go away in a week, three weeks, a month, two months. It might take, you know, a few months, six months, full year for your body to really fully recover and um just become a whole new you know system and new cells and, and it's really starting to adapt to a new way of living um so just just know that and it can be done and there's no better place no better time to start than now um because it's always going to feel the hardest part is always getting started and then getting through that hump of those first few weeks of like getting in the rhythm and once you get it and you start to feel some of the um, relief and you start to see changes um, that is the huge motivator for you to keep going um, so that's just my encouragement to you uh, so let's talk about some causes of inflammation obviously a poor diet is something that is and maybe it's not obvious to everyone um but because we talk about so much about food and nutrition and, and all of those things, fueling our body with purpose, that is um, one of the main things that I would always look at is what does someone's diet look like? Um, stress um, causes inflammation. Minor food allergies raise, you know, if your body is trying is reacting to a food, it's constantly trying to fight it off and um, raising, um, you know, heat in the body and bringing in little attackers because it's like, we don't, this food is foreign or we don't like this. It doesn't agree with us and we're trying to get rid of it. So your body's constantly trying to attack and it's constantly being bombarded and, inf and inflamed trying to put out those fires. <clears throat> um, a sedentary lifestyle also can and, you know, maybe, you know, a few other things cause inflammation. Um, but these are some of the main the main things. Um, so rather than 
you know, focusing on taking a medication, we should really be addressing the root cause, like I mentioned earlier, uh, by focusing on how can we reduce the inflammation that's going on inside, um, because it's still it's still happening. Even if you're taking a medication, the medication is just like lessening it for a little while. And, and then you're so reliant on it. It's not actually taking it away. It's not going to remove it. Like, But if you actually took the time to do a couple blood panels or, uh, you know, and sit down with um, a nutrition expert or um, a dietitian or a doctor that will work with you on this or a holistic practitioner, integrative practitioner um, who sees both medical and natural sides, you know, they can come up with a plan for you that can ultimately reverse that and you wouldn't have to be on anything um, and you could live free from the pain or the illness that you're experiencing. Um, So what I have, uh, let's see what else, what other causes? So some, yeah, so like, you know, some bodies, so we're all different. Some bodies don't know how to turn that defense mechanism off, the like sending all those um, little fighters, those blood cells, white blood cells to the site. They don't know how to turn that off, um, which results in like an overactive inflammation response. And if someone's body doesn't respond well to an acute infection, like if someone gets a cut or a bruise or a sprained joint or anything and their body just doesn't heal it well, um, it will just end up turning into more of a chronic long-term situation, um, which needs to, to be dealt with. And so, um, honestly, I really feel that most people that don't handle things well is it's because of their lifestyle choices. Um, I'm, I'm not certain on it. It's not, inflammation is not a genetic thing. Like, I, I wouldn't call it that. Um, I'm not, I don't think we're here to um, blame our, you know, moms or grandparents of like, well, this is, you know, they had it, so now I got it. Like, that, that's not really um, the, the case with, with inflammation because the power is in your hands, actually. And if you've been raised in that home and in that environment and they do struggle with that, but you haven't changed your ways from their ways, then of course you're going to look very similar to what they're going through. Now, I'm not saying that there are not the cases of, you know, again, I'm not a doctor, that people will have some really weird, crazy genetic stuff that happens because let's face it, like we live in a world that is just filled with so many things that are out of our control. Like, you know, my son has a bleeding disorder and um, while mine is a genetic thing, I have met families that it has not run in their family history and it was a genetic mutation. Um, And that just blows my mind because it's like, how does that happen? So again, in most cases, I would really not blame it being a genetic thing that I just inherited inflammation, arthritis, Alzheimer's. Like you really... the ball ends with you. It's in your court, okay? Let's just, I just want you to know that. It's in your court and it's up to you to make and pave the difference. Pave, pave your way and make the difference in your life and, and take matters into your own hands because that's what really matters rather than blaming and just settling for less because then, yeah, I just, I just don't, 
I don't think people should should be doing that um, because there are ways to move forward. Um, okay, so talking about, yeah, we just touched on, yeah, addressing the real root cause. It's not really a genetic thing, but there are people that may not respond well um, to inflammation and their body just really, you know, goes crazy with it and you know you have to find the right people to work with for that um overweight so obesity excess weight being overweight can mean your body is in a state of long-term low-grade inflammation so this would just be like your steady state inflammation every single day if your body is carrying so much extra load extra weight just think of the extra pressure that it puts on joints um and all of the all of the processes going inside of your body to um, you know deal with blood flow and break you know what about the foods that so when someone's overweight I'm just assuming obviously they're you know not eating the best diet so then their body is in a constant state of trying to figure out how to process all this food and where to put it um, achy joints. Um, usually leads to a less active lifestyle so it kind of compounds on itself Um, eating poorly and then you know gaining some more weight that's not necessary puts strain on your body as you move it and so therefore because it hurts to move you don't want to move leading to a more sedentary lifestyle I mean are you seeing the domino effect so obesity excess weight definitely over long periods of time as it progresses is just a long-term steady state of inflammation going on in the body stress I feel like this is one of the big ones for me (laughs) um but I mean it also comes with my personality of like go 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 but moms with little kids multiple um definitely can feel like a big load um it's like never-ending job. Uh, so chronic stress changes, listen to this, stress changes gene activity of the immune cells before they enter the bloodstream. That's crazy. Uh, so just think of all the stress that people were experiencing since 2020. How, even if they were stressed, how much more that was um, added to, multiplied with so many more burdens of people having to figure out how to work from home and be a teacher, homeschool their kids, and how to work from home when you have little people and not being able to rely on a nanny or your, your, you know, grandma, grandpa, or anyone. Um, The stress of losing a job, of, yeah, switching jobs, uh, whatever, finances, whatever it might be. Um, And then on top of just the everyday stresses so chronic stress um will will lead to um inflammation in the body and that is i feel between the obesity and stress those are huge and there's even links between stress uh and depression and an increased uh, response and inflammation So really focusing on ways to lower the stress in your life, um, what, what needs to be a part of your life, what doesn't, what do you need to let go of, what relationships do you need to let go of, what, 
Um, what changes need to be made? Do you need to wake up earlier to make some time for yourself? Do you need to do some meditation? Do you need um, someone to process life with? Do you need you know to talk to somebody? Like it can look so many different ways for everyone. The less health conscious uh, people with unhealthy habits such as smoking, a poor diet, alcohol, little exercise, kind of things that we already touched on. Those all. Um, are related to inflammation in the body and then gut health that's also another big um, buzzword out there is gut your gut health your gut is like your second brain it is needed it needs to be so well guarded and taken care of because that is such a huge role in how your body functions and feels and processes things and when your gut um, I have it written down. Um, it was like a quote um, that I saw. If your gut isn't healthy, you're not healthy. I mean, it's plain and simple. So if you have imbalances in your gut bacteria, um, you know, needing to get that checked out, um, that's not something that just like a simple probiotic is going to fix. Um, it can take a little bit of time. Um, and honestly, just with some dietary changes, stress <laughs> imbalances the gut. Um, and giving it some really good probiotics and, and some love um, can go a long way. Uh, and then pollution, um, that's just rampant in our world too. You know, we can't control everything in, in our environment, but if you're someone who does live in an area that's just really um, highly polluted with, non with very toxic air, um, you know, that is another thing that can lead to um, some inflammation in the body. Uh, so I have a couple other um, types of chronic uh, inflammation that I have written down. Um, we talked about, you know, asthma and heart disease, um, rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, Crohn's. So these things are all linked to inflammation. And I wonder if so many more people would just start to address moving their body more, releasing some weight, getting rid of some stress in their life, and then for sure getting their diet and their gut health on point, um, how much of that would be reduced if not eliminated from their life. And all of those doctor visits and all of that like low-grade just pain and everyday achiness or dealing with something and medications, how much of that could be reduced or completely eliminated if you were to try an approach like this. Um, and maybe you don't deal with it, but maybe there's someone that you know in your life, someone um, that you could talk to about this and, and share this podcast with them or talk to them about these things that you've learned. Uh, all right, so we're going to get to the fun part that I like to talk about is, of course, all the food things. Um, because, again, I feel, you know, it's not just a known thing. And, and that is why I want to share these things with you so that you are on alert and you can make the best informed decision for yourself. So um, you don't go into it um, blind. And, and you know when you are making the poorer choice and when you're making the better choice. Because um, we just, it's better to know, um, you know, your information and make the best educated decision for yourself, right? So. We're going to start with sugar. Uh, and I mean, we're just going to kind of breeze through some of these. So sugar is um, kind of an obvious one. Uh, if, you know, too much sugar in your life is not, I mean, it tastes great. Don't get me wrong. Um, but too much of it can be a bad thing. Just like anything in life. Too much of anything, even a good thing, um, you know, can kind of lead down to, you know, some unhealthy things and with sugar you have to be very careful because 
companies are so sneaky. They can say sugar-free all they want, but you better darn it still read that label because if it has anything to do with aspartame, um, sucralose, anything, you know, dextrose, any of those things, you really need to watch labels. I'm pretty sure there's like 60 different names for sugar. And that's just ridiculous that they make us have to deal with that and have to know and be educated on like, how in the world do I have the time... How am I going to ever have the time to know all of this and, you know, pick it all out on the labels? So I just, it frustrates me <laughs> beyond belief. If I were in charge of the food that goes out into the world, it would be so different. But I'm not. Um, but these are the ways that we can um, help make a difference and help change, um, change these things. So just watching labels, the names of sugars, and what the added sugars are. So total sugars and then there's what out of that total sugars is actually added in there because a lot of things have natural sweetness to them. Tomatoes do, um, apples, you know, fruit in general has its own, you know, when you buy dried fruit, I rare, like I will not pick up a bag of dried fruit if it has added sugar. Who needs added sugar to dried mangoes? Mangoes are sweet enough themselves. I find the only place I think I've found them is Costco and it's just dried mangoes. But you go to other places like Aldi and they have tons of dried fruit selections. But how much of it has added sugars and even some oils? Um, you you got to look at it um, because that's where it sneaks in. Um, the next thing on top of sugar is bad saturated fats like trans fats. So this is where you read labels again. And really just keep in mind these are going to be just the things that are fast food. These are fried foods, processed snacks, frozen anything really, breakfast items, snacks, burritos, like all the frozen prepackaged meals, um, cookies, donuts, margarine, anything with partially hydrogenated oils. Um, and I just want to touch on the reason that these foods don't do well in your body is because they are so heavily processed. They are so foreign to your body that it's trying to um, digest them. They're trying, they're like, where's the nutrients? And, and um, too much sugar, too much um, processed foods wears your body down, leading to just not functioning and it's prime you get sick easier and so you know all the sugar and all the bad fats and all the refined carbs and alcohol and um you know different oils that aren't helpful for your body um these are i feel like they're just like wasted foods now here you know we're we only live one life so enjoy them every now and again because hey you know we all want to enjoy a pizza or you know whatever with with people um and and we should but when we're constantly bombarding our our bodies with these things that's where the inflammation comes from is your body's like this is this is not what we were designed to have to deal with on a daily basis and then try and catch up from five days ago that we're still trying to figure out like your body is just in a constant cycle of like trying to fight off the extra sugar and the and the unhealthy oils and the fats all these things our bodies were not 
designed to have to work so hard to break down and and eliminate and and I think it just that's where in the end it all just comes down to uh so moving on so we did sugar sorry I got on a little tangent there but I just I want you guys to understand this and why um we talked about saturated fats omegas high omega-6 oils so you know there's omega-3s and there's omega-6s both are necessary for your body however we heavily overconsume on omega-6 and that is one that we do not need in excess you need more of the omega-3s and that is where people are lacking mostly in their diet and you need that from a high quality fish oil even plant-based ones aren't going to do justice you need the high quality form uh, because your body needs that. Uh, and high omega-6 oils cause inflammation. And these are found in so many things. So it's found in corn, corn oil, safflower oil, sunflower, which has been deemed a healthy oil even in salad dressings, which if I don't have any more time to go to stores and my only option is to buy uh, between, you know, a salad dressing Um, that I need to buy for something that has soybean oil or canola oil versus sunflower oil, I'm going for the sunflower oil because I'm not, I'm not buying canola or, or soybean oil based salad dressings. Like that is a hard no for me. I won't do it. It's not, um, these are, these are the things that I call non-negotiables. Like it's just not a thing. It's, I see it, I put it down. I, I don't hem and haw over it. Oh, it's cheaper though. Like, nope, it just, it's not worth it because in the long run, overconsumed on all of that stuff, again, you wonder why we're dealing with this. And one of the things, um, I was just talking with a family member about it is, you know, where are we consuming most of this? It's a lot of dressings and sauces and people, you know, you want some salad with that dressing because people drench their salads half the time in dressing and little do they know that it is just completely, um, overwhelmed with these unhealthy oils uh so again high omega-6s are in corn safflower sunflower soy peanut and vegetable oil so think of your mayos your salad dressings those kinds of things chips um nuts when you're buying mixed nuts read it um a lot of things are processed in uh a blend of some pretty nasty oils and um Again, super easy to overconsume on these things versus omega threes, which are found in like your fish and um, flaxseed and and things like that. So um, we don't just go around eating bowls of flaxseed and endless fish, do we? <laughs> uh, so just uh, being aware, being aware of that, and that's what this is all about: is just is raising awareness to this. Refined carbs. This is your white flour, breads, rolls, crackers, cereal. Um, high, you know, these high glycemic foods, which just means they raise your blood sugar. They fuel the, okay, so it's going to look technical. They fuel the creation of advanced glycation end products in the body and trigger inflammation. So it just turns into sugar is what it's saying. And therefore your body has to figure out what to do with all the sugar. Um, it puts so much stress on your your liver, your pancreas, your organs that have all these filtering systems. And it's like, oh my gosh, more sugar. Oh my gosh, more. And where do we put it? Now I have too much. And then it's stored. And then it's just sitting there. And it's not, um, it's not good. 
and that is what triggers inflammation. Food additives, MSG, um, you know, that, that is prevalent in a lot of foods. Um, gluten, some people, uh, for me, honestly, I feel I, I don't have, I don't have issues with dairy. I don't have issues with gluten. Again, we're all different. Um, gluten sometimes is just one of those things that does not work for people and it creates these um, allergy responses in the body and leads your body to trying to fight off this food that it can't handle. So why put your body through that misery in yourself if you're feeling crummy? Um, dairy, which is strict, the cassian, there's, you know, there's different um, strains of the dairy so um, sometimes people have struggles with the cassian I think I'm saying that right um, aspartame some people can be sensitive to that's a fake sugar um, and then I mean alcohol again you only live once so if you enjoy your you know couple drinks you know spread them out you don't need them in excess but enjoy it limit it if you can choose better options for it um, better sourcing um, you know, go for it, but um, just know that alcohol will never be a good thing for your body in terms of like health. Like I know, th- maybe a red wine. We'll just say that because I like red wine. But no, like there are some good things, and and people again in Europe they they have like a glass of red wine a day or whatever, and they're living amazing lives. Um, again, what's their sourcing? What other foods are they eating? What is their lifestyle look? look like how stressed are they are they using alcohol because they're stressed um or are they just it's honestly it's more of a social thing it's kind of the like here have you know it's just with your dinner Uh, my papa always made um I don't know he probably no he doesn't make it anymore but maybe he does uh his own wine um and I remember growing up always going to my nan and papa's house and he always had his small glass of wine I mean he is 100% Italian so um that was just just the thing is you had a, a glass um but again uh it, it gives a burden to the liver it disturbs organ interactions in the body making it function less optimally which you know that's what alcohol does it kind of numbs kind of desensitizes us um but when consumed in excess and and over a lot over time so just you know pick and choose and just be wise with it and enjoy it because i am i'm gonna enjoy it but um i also am very mindful of what it does to our bodies when consumed in excess. Okay, um, so how do you diagnose it? How do you know if you have it? What do you look for? Um, I mean, if you already have a diagnosis of, let's say, an asthma or Alzheimer's or um, cancer or um, what am I looking? Oh, rheumatoid arthritis. I'm like, what's the big one that I'm missing? The arthritis. Those are markers of, hey, I've got, I probably got some inflammation going on in the body. Anyone with cancer, what do they do? They say, your cancer feeds on sugar. Eliminate, eliminate it all. You basically go on the cleanest. I mean, if you got cancer, I mean, I'm for me, honestly, like you just go on the cleanest diet in the world and you, you would just flood your body with all the best things. So why are we not doing that? But, you know, preventatively, that's the whole goal is take preventative action take the matters in your own hands um so that we're not dealing with all these health issues that just all of a sudden become immediate attention 
Uh, you know, I think of it like, again, I'm relating it to, you know, my son with his bleeding disorder. We now are at a point where science has found we can give a prophylactic treatment, a preventative treatment, so that it doesn't spiral into a giant um, internal bleeding in a joint where that's going to lead to breaking down of the joints, um, leading to internal bleeding, which can cause just not good things, um, where it's a rushed emergency. Like we're trying to be on the preventative end rather than the reactive end. Um, and so that is what we're trying to do with this. So um, so if you don't have diagnosis of that, like there's also, you know, if you feel, you know, if you're overweight, if you feel you need some some weight to, to release, if you feel... Um, I don't know if puffy is the right word but just like you know you feel like okay I I don't look um and I don't want to say slim is like what we're achieving because that's not it our bodies are all so beautifully unique and designed differently but um if you just feel like you look a little puffier in the face um redness you feel um just achy super lethargic just tired um yeah all of those things with just a little quick sweep clean of your diet um, could really improve some of that and lower um, the inflammation that's going on. Um, You could even get a blood test done, which would be your like really, uh, really the route to go if you're looking for specifics and a measured marker. Um, I've never had this done. I would be curious to know. You can have a blood test to check for CRP which is a C-reactive protein, which is a marker of inflammation in the body. Now, I don't know anything else about it other than there's probably some sort of, um, you know, guideline of like what number on the scale it should be if you're, if you're at a, you know, a standard range, if you're in a high range. Um, it would tell you whether or not you need to be concerned of um, some inflammation going on in the body. Oh, I have it right here. Oh my goodness. Gabby, um, a test of that CRP resulting in, see, this is why I took notes. A test resulting in a level greater than 10 milligrams per liter is a sign of serious infection. And then you would need more tests to figure out what's going on. And that's where someone more expert in that field would be able to help you with that. So anything greater than 10 milligrams per liter of that C-reactive protein that they look for in the blood, um, would be a sign, um, for that. So um, being on a non-steroidal and anti-inflammatory drugs or things like cortisone or prednisone for arthritis or asthma, um, these all can result in a whole other slew of health issues. So the sooner you can get off of those kinds of things, the better, which would mean, you know, taking other, um, matters into your hands with adjusting other areas of your lifestyle and diet and such things. Um, so food, you know, we touched on, um, is definitely an area that, um, can cause inflammation. Um, so it can be used for or against you. And, uh, research shows that when you eat, what you eat can affect the levels of C reactive protein, that CRP that they test for, um, can affect that, the levels, which is a marker for inflammation in your blood. Foods that are processed and contain a lot of sugar release inflammatory messengers that can raise the risk of chronic inflammation. Okay, so that was kind of what I, you know, got in a tangent on earlier. So that sugar releases these these messengers 
um, that your body can't constantly be trying to fight off and, and, um, if they have nowhere to go and nothing to, or like, um, you know, no infection will say to fight off. Um, but this constant, um, influx of sugar and stress and little sleep and overweight, um, things and whatnot, um, it's just in a constant state of trying to ward it off. Um, so how can you focus on eating an anti-inflammatory diet? What does that look for look like? Uh, it's, it doesn't have to be uh, super overcomplicated. <clears throat> um, it it's, can be as simple, you know, and if you're trying to make better habits and you really want to start implementing it, then it's really getting rid of the fried foods. Stop eating out. Make your own food. <laughs> okay? Make your own food. Um honestly if if someone were to come to me and they told me they ate how many times they were eating out i would just tell them first and foremost you need to eliminate it i'm sorry like that is number one then you need to go in your pantry and read the labels on your chips your go-to foods what are your go-to foods and if they have a label on them read them and if they are not for you then you might want to consider just calling it a wash and start fresh toss it out donate it whatever um and uh, get yourself some better things um so you want to get your body in a healing state you want to eat foods that are rich in antioxidants which help reduce the damage caused by inflammation okay so these are going to be things like veggies you can eat as many as you want okay (laughs) as many as you want um raw by fresh or i'm sorry raw or frozen frozen veggies um, you can buy organic ones for a lot cheaper than i think you know buying organic fresh vegetables uh, because they're frozen they're not fresh but uh it's still a great source of nutrients and they're frozen at their peak state um, of nutrients so uh, highly uh, would encourage someone to to look into that but you can't go wrong with veggies or grow your own right uh fruits uh three to four servings you know just be mindful apples are so great those are great for liver um berries are on the lowest on the sugar so strawberries blackberries raspberries blueberries just um great and filled with so many antioxidants you can have cherries oranges pears pineapples pomegranates okay consume water lots of water get yourself a fun water bottle and drink the heck out of it um, make yourself motivated, have a text thread go in with some friends, take pictures of you drinking it, or have a fun one that's got little sayings on it as you like are drinking it and it goes down in increments. There's like fun water bottles like that. Get yourself one that holds a lot of water. I find I drink more water when I have a straw, so um, I don't have to tip it. I just can like chug, 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 drink water, okay? beans and legumes are great healthy fats okay so we're avoiding the bad fats so what are the good ones so those are going to be avocados avocado oil extra virgin olive oil flaxseed you can um so buy them whole and then you grind them up in a blender um and you could sprinkle those guys on um oatmeal uh you can put it in yogurt you can put it in smoothies um it's all great stuff. You make, if you like peanut butter and jelly, put it on your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's what I do for the kids sometimes. Hemp seed is another great source of healthy fats and some protein, a plant-based source. 
we like to sprinkle that on avocado toast or if we do like honey toast or whatever we'll sprinkle some hemp seed on there uh herbs and spices are free for all you can have you know all the basil chili pepper cinnamon curry powder garlic and ginger are and turmeric are very um anti-inflammatory they fight inflammation um so herbs and spices are you know not off the table protein um getting good sources so if you think about say just like conventional mass producing farms of meat and dairy um just think of what are they feeding those cows and then in turn how is that producing a healthy um resource for us as humans so if they're being fed corn that's heavily sprayed and processed um soy i i don't know where i heard this from but i was like appalled when i heard that they feed cows like skittles like what is that i don't i don't understand anything to um get their production up and going and mass producing because we are a over consuming world um how does that relate then to when we put it in our bodies when we're eating that steak when we're eating that hamburger when we're drinking that milk when we're having that ice cream putting that butter on our bread what kind of animal did it come from and i understand we're not all going to be able to afford that stuff but then be mindful of how much of it you're consuming and maybe pick an area or two where you could maybe buy a little bit better quality get resourceful or find a couple local farmers and just figure you know just talk to them and ask them how they raise their their animals and just know that what you put inside of you also uh, you know from animals what are they putting inside of themselves okay um you know we did that whole episode on um eggs so you know it matters and again i know things come with a price tag so you have to figure that out you have to figure out what is more important in your life right now and what do you need to let go of to maybe make a little more wiggle room financially to afford something or maybe eat a little less of it but still be able to buy it but you're not consuming it in excess so that you it lasts longer you know if you know what i mean so these are you know organic pasture-raised eggs um grass-fed meats healthy cheeses um raw cheese is a great option um or just you know focusing on ones that are not um you know i try to find organic ones when i can and um we don't always get to um but even just you know knowing knowing a couple options that you have and finding the best deal out there it takes takes a little bit of homework uh organic poultry raw dairy um so those are great sources of protein um one of our favorite sources of like a snack Um, we love paleo valley has some amazing beef sticks they have great flavors they have some turkey sticks they're all grass-fed um super yummy we have them we like we've probably been buying them for a little over a year now on auto ship um and my husband has them for lunchtime for a lunch we have them when we're hiking Um, i grabbed when i was nursing and i had little you know newborns and i just need easy snacks um same with my toddler like he is a little picky with his diet right now so beef sticks are like his thing so great he gets one there no sugar no carbs like because he eats enough of that stuff on other things that he needs a source of protein that he can you know really rely on so we get the paleo valley um beef sticks which we love um tea you can have green oolong white tea uh fresh 
vegetable and fruit juices just be mindful of sugar content you want more heavy on the vegetable than the fruit in the juice um because we don't need to be drinking 10 oranges just to have um, a glass of orange juice because that you would never eat 10 oranges um and then supplements omega-3s so that's the opposite of those omega-6s um, especially if you struggle with rheumatoid arthritis, omega-3s are going to be huge. Turmeric contains a component called, um, curcumin and turmeric is one of those like, um, super food healing spices. Okay. So you can have like, uh, a turmeric latte. You can put it, like make a sauce, um, with it. You can, um, yeah, put it in smoothies. You can have capsules of it. I mean, people have all these resources out there for you to be able to consume that um i wrote down uh, they had willow bark um, online i was reading um, and that helps with general pain low back pain osteoarthritis rheumatoid arthritis and bromelain which is found in pineapple and it's an enzyme that's known to help reduce swelling so get yourself some pineapple okay um and then just to kind of close out uh you know exercise being being active um using using your body um, even if it's just for 20 minutes, just to move it, go for some walks, um, a couple throughout the day or one long one, whatever, you know, everyone's schedule and lifestyle is different, what they have access to, what their hours are like, what their life is like, um, you know, start implementing some sort of movement into your day. Uh, and then just touching on because of that stress that we talked about, the chronic stress, which I am constantly trying to work on, um, cause I know that it does not, um, I know that I, I hold it and I feel it and I have to, rem- there are times when I have to remind myself to breathe, like take some good quality deep breaths and say, does this deserve my full attention right now? Can I take a step back from whatever is overwhelming my brain or my body um, and, and just take a moment and analyze and, um, you know, adding prayer in there and some meditation um, and some deep breathing. I mean, just find what works for you. Journal it out. If you, you know, need to quiet yourself in a room, lay on the floor. Like you just need to like find a way. Go and do some yoga. Um, you can go and if you need specific things like that you don't just do at home. But like if you want to go and do some float therapy where you float in water, that is helpful. I've done that before. Um, magnesium is super helpful with reducing reducing stress. We talked about that in an episode um, recently. And um, yeah, meditation. Just like filling your brain with different thoughts that are not stressful. Just thinking about what you want out of the day. And being more present and aware of your body and your surroundings. And just calming your nervous system um, is going to do wonders. Um so I hope, I mean, I know that this was really good information for you guys. And I really hope that you can implement things. If you have questions, where to start, or if I said something, um, maybe you need me to address it again, like just message me, email me, um, share this with anyone that you know is struggling with said illness or um, just, you know, that, you know, could use a little jumpstart in their in their um, journey to a better, healthier lifestyle. And um, yeah, like always, we're in it for the long run, guys. So let's be as preventative as we can. Um, let's take our health into our own hands and really 
um, just dig your feet in the ground and one step at a time. And I know that you guys can do this. There's a lot of applicable things in here. Again, like I said, um, you know, pick one thing and cut it out. Um, and honestly, focus on more of what you want to add in. So, but one of the things I would say is just cut out a lot of that out eating out. It's not going to serve you right now. And it's not to say you'll never be able to have it again. Um, but it'll save you some money and it'll, um, right now, and it'll save you money long-term from not needing, um, to, to have the doctor or a surgery or, a, a, an emergency happen, um, when you could, uh, take that money and put it elsewhere for your health and your mind and your body. So, um, with that, I, um, I know this was a longer episode, but there was just so much content to put in there. Uh, I really hope that this blesses you and I look forward to chatting with you guys again soon. All right, take care.